right now, I am very pleased to introduce and bring on Dr. Catherine Miller, a pediatric orthopedic surgeon at the Paley Orthopedic and Spine Institute at St. Mary's Medical Center in West Palm Beach, and she is also on staff at Palm Beach Children's Hospital. Dr. Catherine Miller studied Latin health and culture in medical school and worked in the free migrant clinics in upstate New York, and she has also treated children with late-presenting clubfoot and hip dysplasia in Mexico and Guatemala. Furthermore, at the height of the pandemic, Dr. Miller spent three months leading a team of local orthopedic surgeon residents at a trauma hospital in rural Kenya. Dr. Miller is working as a part of the limb lengthening and reconstruction team at the Paley Institute treating children and adults with limb deformities, deficiencies, and discrepancies. Dr. Miller, an incredible background. We are very excited to have you on. Thank you so much for joining us at ESPN West Palm tonight. Thank you for that very nice introduction. It's a pleasure to be here today. Dr. Miller, I do want to ask about a few sports-related injuries before we get back to your specific background with limb lengthening and reconstruction and the work you do at the Paley Institute. So I'll start with Dallas Cowboys Pro Bowl running back Tony Pollard, who suffered a fractured left fibula during the NFL divisional round, and it's going to require surgery. So, doctor, what are some of the normal causes of, of a fractured fibula for some of us who, who don't play uh, in the NFL? And what's the treatment protocol? And in turn, you know, is, is surgery and, and casting needed for, for that type of injury and generally a broken leg? Absolutely. So a fracture of the fibula typically results from some kind of twisting injury to the ankle. And we often refer to it as just an ankle fracture. And when a fracture just involves one of the bones, so in this case, just the fibula and not the tibia bone, um, it's commonly a less severe injury. So if it's displaced at all, we usually do fix those, especially if the patient is an athlete uh, with plate and screws to get the bone perfectly aligned. And this also leads to reliable healing. Dr. Miller, what's the timetable of recovery for a fractured fibula or a similar sort of injury? So after they come off the field, for example, you would stabilize the injury, so get them into a splint of some sort, get them x-rays so that we can define the injury, make sure nothing, um, make sure they don't have any additional injuries to the leg, um, and then you're really going to plan your surgery. After surgery, they're going to be immobilized in usually a cast or a splint for six weeks minimum. After six weeks, we would get x-rays to determine if they can start weight-bearing, and then they have kind of a progressive weight-bearing and strengthening protocol after that. So if they have any kind of delayed healing, you may then push off their weight-bearing for an additional period of time. And 90% of bone healing happens at about three months after an injury and after that injury is fixed. So it's really at that point in time where the athlete can get uh, really back into their, their training program. Again, talking with Dr. Catherine Miller, a pediatric orthopedic surgeon at the Paley Orthopedic and Spine Institute. Dr. Miller, why is it so important to see an orthopedic surgeon for any type of broken bone or fracture and then additionally see an orthopedic surgeon in a timely manner if you have some sort of serious injury? Yes, yeah, so you might think that, oh, it's just, it's just a little break um, and... 
you know, that can be true. There are injuries that don't necessarily need surgery, but it's really important to see an orthopedic surgeon so that you can get the proper imaging to know what you're dealing with. Because even a seemingly minor injury that may not hurt that badly or may not swell that badly can actually be an injury that you need to fix with surgery or it needs to be aligned properly in a cast. And if you don't do these things, it can lead to things like arthritis and chronic pain down the line. And so if you don't get that addressed in a timely manner, um, you can really have some bad consequences. The Kansas City Chiefs are heading to Super Bowl 57 behind their quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, who played the entire conference championship with a high ankle sprain suffered the week prior. And Mahomes played the whole game, even though he was limping and hobbling at times. It was reported that Mahomes did not have a cortisol or steroid injection in the ankle because it could weaken the ligament and decrease healing. Dr. Miller, can a high ankle sprain, if not treated properly, cause other leg ailments down the road? Absolutely. And, you know, when we talk about a high ankle sprain, this injury has a wide range of severity. So there's anywhere between just a mild sprain where the ligaments are damaged, but they're still there and the ankle joint itself is still stable to a more severe high ankle sprain where the ankle joint itself actually becomes unstable. And that's the one that's most likely to result in downstream consequences such as you know, pain that persists for a long time, the athlete not feeling like they can really get back to normal. And actually that instability at the ankle joint um, can cause excessive pressure on the talus, which is part of the ankle bone, which can lead to some of the consequences I talked about earlier, like, you know, arthritis of the joint, chronic pain, and just inability to get back to your normal activities. Again, here on ESPN West Palm tonight, going over the football injury report with Dr. Catherine Miller, from the Paley Orthopedic and Spine Institute at St. Mary's Medical Center in West Palm Beach. Going to get into more of Dr. Miller's background in limb lengthening and reconstruction a little bit later. But for now, Dr. Miller, staying on uh, the subject of Patrick Mahomes and his ankle, reportedly Mahomes had treatment on the right ankle daily leading up to the conference championship game. And now with the Super Bowl about 10 days away, with continued treatment and no re-injury, no re-aggravation, is it possible that the ankle is back to 100% before kickoff, not this, but next Sunday? So first of all, I just want to say props to him for playing <laughs> an entire game on an injury like this. I'm sure that was very painful, but maybe not the best for the long term of this injury because playing on it may have actually made the injury worse. So you may have started off with a more mild injury that could have been exacerbated. Um, a mild injury, just like you know, more standard, what we would call a lateral ankle sprain, that's a more common ankle sprain that you or I would have on a daily basis stepping off the curb wrong. Um, you could get back to your activities and feel back to your normal self after two to four weeks. Mm -hmm. So a mild injury of this sort would be similar. You would stay off the leg for a couple of weeks and then you might be able, be able to get back to your normal activities. Um, but if it's a more severe injury, these high ankle sprains are kind of notoriously not predictable and fester. So I'm hoping that he can get back to the game. I'm hoping this was just a mild injury and uh, uh, we hope to see him there. Getting back now, Dr. Miller, to some of your work at the Paley Institute and at St. Mary's Medical Center and on staff at Palm Beach Children's Hospital. 
one of your many specialties, and again, this is at Paley Orthopedic and Spine Institute, is the treatment of children and adults with limb deformities, deficiencies, and discrepancies. Dr. Miller, can you just share with us the specialty pediatric orthopedic surgery and orthopedic care that you provide in West Palm Beach? Absolutely. So I just want to make a point that we don't, we provide this care in West Palm Beach, but probably over 90% of our patients come from all over, all over the country and all over the world. And that's because we treat ex extremely rare disorders of the limbs uh, for children. So these might be things that are one in a million that another orthopedic surgeon might see maybe once, maybe never in their entire career, but we might see three in one day. So these are kids that are born with deformity of the bones, shortened bones, or even missing bones in their leg, and we're really trying to reconstruct their joints, um, align their limbs so that they can walk and function like any other kid. Dr. Miller, you also have a collaborative surgical team at the Paley Institute where your surgeon colleagues may work side by side with you on complex cases. Can you talk about just the camaraderie and the, the sharing of knowledge that goes on at the Paley Institute? Absolutely. So we have uh, Jor Paley is our senior partner, and he's really the creator of this uh, amazing group of surgeons here in West Palm Beach. And he works together with me, also Dr. Claire Shannon and Dr. Craig Robbins, as the pediatric limb reconstructive team. So it's really kind of a unique environment because we work together, we get to consult each other all in the same patients, we get to operate together. So you not only have one very experienced pair of surgical hands, but you often have two or even three pairs of hands operating on just one child. And uh, it's a really unique way to provide care and also to learn because I'm going to be learning till I'm 70 years old. Again, here on ESPN West Palm tonight, talking with Dr. Katherine Miller, who works as a part of the limb lengthening and reconstruction team at the Paley Institute, along with working on staff at Palm Beach Children's Hospital. Dr. Miller, according to the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons' most recent survey of over 29,000 orthopedic surgeons, only about six and a half percent of them were women. But looking ahead, the exact same survey reports that the interest of women pursuing orthopedic surgery is on the rise, and about 15 percent of new candidates are female. At the Paley Orthopedic and Spine Institute at St. Mary's Medical Center, you and Dr. Claire Shannon are two female pediatric orthopedic surgeons on staff. Dr. Miller, if you don't mind, would you share some of your background and, and maybe your story, maybe your inspiration that led you into the field of orthopedic surgery? So my story starts with my sisters. I have two younger sisters that were born with a rare bone defect, and they were primarily treated at the Shriners Hospital for Children, which is a hospital that provides free, free care for kids with these kind of disorders. And so I grew up watching them go to hospitals, getting the surgeries right there beside them and seeing how big of an impact the surgeons and really all the doctors um, and their treatment made on their lives. They were almost like family. Um, and I ended up going back and doing some of my training at that very same hospital that they were treated at and being trained by some of the same surgeons that operated on them. And 
it was amazing. It's like everything just clicked. Like this is what I'm supposed to mm-hmm. do. I really connect with my patients in a very unique way. Um, and, you know, I could never imagine myself doing anything else. Going back to the optimistic numbers that women are more and more interested in pursuing orthopedic surgery, what, what makes you confident that those numbers will come to fruition and we will see more women in this particular field? I mean, I think our culture is changing slowly but surely mm. every day. And we've already seen these changes in some of the other surgical subspecialties. Like general surgery now has, you know, resident whole resident years that come in that are entirely female. Even plastic surgery or um, neurosurgery are doing better than orthopedic surgery <laughs> these days. Um, but I think it's just a slow creep in the right direction as we see a cultural change in the way that we interact with our um, our younger people that are interested in orthopedics where it's no longer just a boys club or just for the athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it also requires a little bit of finesse yeah. and a lot of smarts and um, this kind of ability to be strong and stand up for yourself in this environment and say, no, this is uniquely me and I am really important to this field and I am also more than capable of doing everything you can do. Wrapping things up with Dr. Katherine Miller, pediatric orthopedic surgeon at the Paley Orthopedic and Spine Institute at St. Mary's Medical Center in West Palm Beach. Dr. Miller mentioned it earlier. We've talked about it a lot that you are working as a part of the limb lengthening and the reconstruction team at the Paley Institute. When you think of that subset of medicine and think about what's next on the horizon, whether it's technology or different strategies of approaching the problems that you face every day at work, what excites you about, you know, again, what's on the horizon of, of medicine in your specific field? Absolutely. I'm, I'm kind of smiling right now because every time I think about this question, I think about my partner, uh, Dr. Claire Shannon, who likes to say to patients, you know, I'm hoping that one day I'll be out of a job, uh, out of a job because we can just dip your child in a vat of goo and, <laughs> and bring them out and they'll have a new leg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, the future is incredibly bright and new technologies are really helping us. But right now we're really looking at you know, how can we lengthen in a way that's not with these like big, clunky external devices that are, you know, kind of scary for patients and families, really? I mean, we love them. They work very well. They're fantastic devices and they've, we've come strides with them, uh, especially in the computer programming. But we're looking at devices in order to treat smaller and smaller, tinier, teeny tiny bones um, from de- devices on the inside, like a little plate alongside the bone that can slowly lengthen that bone and make it longer, even though it only started out being five centimeters long to begin with. Dr. Miller, it has been a pleasure chatting with you this evening. We are just about out of time, but before I let you go, is there anything else you'd like to add? I just want to say thank you so much for having me and that um, I am incredibly proud to be a provider for this community. And if you have a child or if you know a child that has a bone problem, um, please send them to me. I'll be happy to see them. And I like to say that I treat my patients just like they were part of my own family. Amazing stuff, Dr. Miller. Just want to say thank you so much again for taking the time out of your very busy, very meaningful schedule to come chat with us 
on ESPN West Palm tonight. Really looking forward to the next time we get to catch up. Thank you. Excellent stuff there from Dr. Miller. And if you are interested in learning more about Dr. Miller, go to her profile at the Paley Institute website. That is Paley with an E, paleyinstitute.org slash blog slash physicians slash Catherine dash Miller. I'm sure you can also just Google Catherine Miller with a K, Paley Institute, and that'll probably take you there as well. Also, if you want to request an appointment with Dr. Miller, call 561-844-5255. Or again, you can visit the Paley Institute website. That is P-A-L-E-Y institute.org. The Paley Orthopedic and Spine Institute at St. Mary's Medical Center in West Palm Beach is located at 901 45th Street in the Kimmel Building, West Palm Beach, Florida.